Hello, and welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm the resident Spielberg expert, Justin Kizong. That's right. And today we're, we're here to talk about three three little grables, as that guy on Adventure Time would say. <laughs> uh, three little shorts, if you will. Uh, two segments of Night Gallery that were directed by Steven Spielberg, and his segment of Twilight Zone, the movie. I would almost say this is the Rod Sterling yeah, the, episode, the Sterling special. Except there's one hiccup to that, is that Sterling was didn't... Was passed by the time they made the Twilight Zone movie. And the, 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 the segment, the Twilight Zone, none of, wasn't written by yeah. by Rod Sterling. Yes, true. But, but it's it, close enough. I don't know. We'll give him a posthumous producer credit, let's say. Yeah, that's good. That works yeah. for me. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, Some of you folks are probably going to be wondering why we're doing this kind of weird like segments-only thing. Yeah, well, my, my thing is because Twilight Zone, the movie, that was the next theatrical release from Spielberg in mm-hmm. this order. Right. But he only did one segment, so it's like it seems weird to uh, make a whole episode just about that. Mm-hmm. So we, we dumped a little bonus on there, a little little related stuff. Right. Yeah. And if it, I think it's thematically fitting. Yeah. Because like, they're all kind of – they're all, in the end, similar storytelling, and yeah. it's all short, and it's kind of – in that you know, it's in the it's the Rod Sterling vein. Even though yeah. Kick the Can, this the segment that he directed yes. is not written by Rod or was yeah. based on the episode written by Rod. Yeah, it's still Twilight. It's Zone. still Twilight Zone. Yeah. Night Gallery is basically Twilight Zone in color. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we exactly. agree? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not fooling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I can admit, listen, it's just like Rod Sterling, that's a horrible Rod Sterling impersonation, but it's yeah. just like the idea of Rod Sterling's like, it's just Twilight Zone, but I'm walking around paintings. Yes. <laughs> Instead okay. of a dark room? Yeah. Is that where, or he started like in the scene usually. In like Twilight usually Rod's in the scene, yeah. but here it's like, it's me in a room with paintings and yeah. it's just Twilight Zone. Here's a clown. <laughs> and it's a story about a comedian. <laughs> that's foreshadowing of what we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. But before that, we've got some news, Justin. Yes. About Ready, Ready Player One. One. Um, they By just Ernest Klein. Correct, Ernie Klein. Ernest Klein. Uh, the movie just got a release date announcement. Yeah. Well, do you, can you pull that up real quick? Let's see if that's on here. Um, uh, bringing it up now. We've got fifteenth December, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Like. Yeah. Um, reason kind of want to jump talk a little bit about it is that um, I read online. I won't reveal the reviewer's name because mm-hmm. I I respect the person and okay. impossible. One day that person might listen to it. Sure. But I read this person's write-up on Ready Player One, and I kind of felt angry about it. You're talking about the book? <laughs> uh, the book and the movie okay. idea. And the idea is Spielberg doing the movie. Okay. Um, and the guy I, – I admit it's a guy now. Fuck it. Yeah. And the, per, the guy basically pointed out the fact, like, well, the book's awful. All right. Opinion. That's, yeah. that's opinion. Yeah. But, you know, I can't I – don't, I don't get why Steven wants to do this movie. It's such a weird, like, self-filating kind of idea. To which yeah. I went, well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, as a guy who's actually, since we've started doing this, yes, I can't help notice that a young Spielberg actually likes referencing himself. Yes. A lot. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. And so... 1941, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a part of me, like, when I heard about, like, when I, when I found he was doing Ready Player One, I went, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then, now that we're doing this podcast, and the more I think about it, like, uh, no, this yeah. seems like his alley yeah. of, like... And I, to me, how I, I don't know, like, what's your thoughts on Ready Player One? Have you read I it? Have you heard of it? I've been meaning to read it. Okay. But I have not read it. Okay. Here it's got a lot of 80s references in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, nerd, nerd, nerd shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds good to me. I have not read it, though. Okay. So I, I'm afraid my knowledge is limited. Fair enough. I love the book. There's some kind of, you're playing a game, some kind of nationwide game. It's basically, it's like everyone, Everyone's in World of it's like an extreme version of World of Warcraft, and everyone's addicted to it because okay. there's a Willy Wonka element to it. Sure, because there's a treasure chest and everything. I legitimately love the book; I think it's great. Yeah. Um, but I also admit that there's some easy button pushing. Yeah. In the book, so like they reference things like you reference a Japanese Spider-Man. Oh my God, who talks about that? But uh, everyone at this point, at this point, actually, true. Japanese Spider-Man is fun. He is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I. Uh, it, the reason I kind of want to bring it up is like it's yeah. There's an official release date, yeah. and we'll see if Steven follows through. I yeah. hate. I have to admit that Spielberg signs up to a lot of movies. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah, like Guillermo del Toro. It's like yeah. I'll work. I'll, I'm I'm doing Guillermo. 20 movies at some point. Coen Brothers. Oh my god, that's right. Sam Raimi. Raimi. Yeah. It seems like a never-ending list of guys that make that do all these announcements, but. Yeah. I think with Ready Player One, I, when I read that comment, my part was like, "No bullshit." Yeah, this seems fitting for this, him. Yeah, especially because yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Been a while. Credit <laughs> to both Comedy Bang Bang and Smodcast <laughs> to both do that joke. <laughs> um, no, I mean like because I, I one of the things that like, to me is like in the book, there's a reference to the DeLorean. In the yeah. book, you know, characters fly the Millennium Falcon. What's that? 
What's that? The DeLorean, what's that? The, the time travel? <laughs> what? What's it? Machine? What's the time? What do you say? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm joking. There's I... literally a Back to the Future poster right next to Justin. Like, Matt, as I said. Matt, you this. remember the time travel machine? What are you saying? The, the t- Matt, the time travel. The, the, time... the Daleks, Matt, the Daleks. What's, what's they the attacked. Do- <laughs> a, a, a doll. Lech? It was me referencing uh, <laughs> season series five, Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Whoa. Window fall there. One of my blinds, it doesn't stay. <laughs> so I, I, I would say once or twice a day I have to put it back up, and then it falls back down. Okay. And you, Justin, were just a visit to one of those falls. I caught that. It was lucky, I, you're a lucky man. Only most people get to see that. It felt like it didn't like me talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, Fair enough. It, the room started falling apart when you talked about Doctor Who. <laughs> it's a crack in the hall. Let that be uh, a lesson. <laughs> um, uh, but no, no, I figured... I feel like that's fitting in his career. It's like, yeah. I, especially now, it's like kind of looking back on stuff he's did and stuff his friends did. Sure. I feel like it's kind of... It fits to his 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 mo. Yeah, I yeah. watch it. Yeah, I watch it. All right, enough uh, of that shit. <laughs> let's talk about Night Gallery. Have you seen an episode of Night Gallery before? Previous to this, yes, I have. You watch a lot of it. Uh, I would say I, I was more of a Twilight Zone watcher. Mm-hmm. It was really just about what was on TV. It was it was very rare that I w- I could catch an episode of Night Gallery as a youth, but uh, when it was on, I would watch it for sure. Okay. Yeah, you? Mm, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. I, I mean, I, I watch Twilight Zone. Sure. sure. We all, who didn't? Right. Non-nerds, I guess. <laughs> like people who are outside as kids. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like what New Year's Day? Like, cause the New Year, first isn't like New Year's Eve or New Year's Day like the twenty-four hour yeah. rerun? Yeah. So of course. Sure. Yeah. Um, Night Gallery though. I, uh, I don't know. For some reason, I never, never, never felt the need to watch it. Yeah, it was one that was just like every once in a while I would catch it on like. PBS or something like yeah. some, some some channel like that with you know KCOT so one of those channels would show it and I would, mm-hmm. I would catch it then often but yeah I was I was more often than not a Twilight Zone man. yeah but it's, if you are a Twilight Zone guy it's, I can't imagine you not finding enjoyment in Night Gallery yes as we said uh, I don't know I've already forgotten if we said it on air or not but Night mm-hmm. Gallery is basically Twilight Zone in color we did that yeah okay, you that literally just said air. that yeah. okay, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, I just really uh, some of this point I really want to get to before I forget Night Gallery is basically Twilight Zone in color mm-hmm I don't know if I've covered that yet. You said that. <laughs> okay. yeah. I just three times right. You're good. Yeah, but listen, what I don't. <laughs> I just I think this is really important, and I, uh, I keep getting distracted before sure. I can say it. Okay, go ahead. If you take color and add that to the Twilight Zone, you get Night Gallery. <laughs> oh look, it's a sandcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Bloop, bloop. Oh wait, it's a sandcastle. <laughs> you know, I'd be interested. What I what I think, I, I think we could do an old experiment. I, I, I what I think, and this is some new information, is that if you took like an episode of Night Gallery, and and really desaturated it, you would find that it's very similar to an episode of Twilight Zone. If you turn your TV to the black and white mode, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that great black and white mode, you, you, the, the the color dial. <laughs> for some reason, you had it because you yeah. missed it, and then <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's, yeah. I'll uh, tell you, back in the day when TVs had, uh, you know, well, RCA cables, yeah. and you could unplug one of them to get to turn it black and white, yeah. it was a great way to watch The Mist in black and white without having to buy the special edition <laughs> DVD. Uh, and now it's all HDMI cables, and I can't do that. It's like, no, sorry. So the uh, future Frank is, Darabont caught your yeah, Frank Darabont <laughs> caught up with me on that one. Uh, uh, let's talk about Night God, which is basically a black and white <laughs> color version of the Twilight Zone. Uh, <laughs> um... Eyes, eyes. Yeah, second segment of, of the, the of the unaired pilot yeah. of Night Gallery, directed by our boy Stevie Spiels. Spielsies, Stevie Spielsies, Spielsos. <laughs> uh, Starring Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, big name. Yeah, Joan Crawford, big name. Damn, uh, she's rich. Mm-hmm. She's blind, and she's mean. Yeah, that's <laughs> those are her three Pre- traits. Pretty simple. Yeah, <laughs> and she wants to see. She's heard uh, this doctor. Has got this new technique for transplanting uh, ocular nerves. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, it was he's an actor. But go ahead. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's done it in rats, and the rats experience sight for like a couple hours, right? Uh, not per- not permanently. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, I don't care. I will permanently blind someone for life just to see for 11 hours, and I will catalog catalog. <laughs> I will catalog the memories. I will catalog those <laughs> the memories of those sites and live off them for the rest of my days. Yeah, that's her plan. And this guy, this doctor, probably said one of the biggest because he can tell, man, this woman's awful. Yeah, and the, the, in fact, the thing starts with uh, uh, someone who has just done a portrait of her that she's commissioned. Yeah, meeting on the elevator, him and the doctor. Yeah, and he says, I couldn't capture one aspect of her. 
her cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to go walk into. Yeah. Like, awesome. Great. I just I'm love gonna... how dramatic this portrait artist is, too. And I just love the idea of him, like, painting that whole portrait. Like, how do I make her look like a bitch in this picture? <laughs> like, just trying to figure it out, and he can't quite get it. Uh, um, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, the doctor's getting the sense. Because he, he's warned her, and he told her all this stuff. And then, like, you can tell, like, well, fuck this lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I don't want to deal with her. And so he goes, he pulls, like, the biggest... Like, the most elegant way of saying, I'm not doing it, yeah. which is the line, I think it goes, ma'am, yeah. <laughs> I will never, I would rather sooner kill a child yeah. than to give you sight for a couple hours pretty and make extreme. someone blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's which, pretty extreme. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, like, buddy. <laughs> I get it, don't get me wrong, she's yeah. clearly a bitch, but <laughs> yeah. damn. But... It seems to be also that he's kind of speaking from a moral place of yeah. not making the decision for now, which is, is is the implication he's making not that, hey, blind people, you should basically kill yourselves <laughs> because that's how you're living. <laughs> very takes, takes, takes sight very seriously, yeah. this guy. No, totally. Uh, but then Joan Crawford then kind of pulls his badge like, oh, so you're going to be all moral and shit. Yeah, well, check out this shit I'd know that you did. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell your... I'll tell everyone if you don't do this for me. You're finding out that, like, the doctor had an affair yeah. with a young woman. And there was a back alley abortion situation. And then she died from that. I guess that's the other part in which, uh, it, you know, uh, I, you know I, I don't know if I've said this yet, but I think I've, I, I've thought previously that the one way this is not like the Twilight Zone is that <laughs> it's in color. But um, I, I do, I will say now that I think an additional way that this is a little more adults oriented than the twilight zone right yeah right no, I, don't, I don't think you'd get a lot of abortion talk on the twilight zone no no agreed yeah. um it, it does it's strange how it that i never thought about twilight zone being more adult than it is yeah. but you're right this yeah. is an element that is, does feel a little bit more a little like d- darker still darker more mature um, um yeah etc um so um, and it's interesting this this uh most of this episode is kind of shot pretty simply yeah uh, it's it, you can kind of really see the difference between this and like Columbo, which yeah. is uh, Spielberg's other TV work that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Where Columbo, the idea is it's kind of you know it's a TV movie; they're just doing a, a movie a week with Columbo. Whereas this, I mean, continuing off the Twilight Zone tradition, it's kind of like the Twilight Zone episodes were were often like basically theater pieces that they just kind of filmed. Yeah, and I think you can kind of see that tradition here too. So it's a lot of just kind of simple one shots, two shots. Uh, once Although about- it gets a little. Uh, not experimental, but a little more visually interesting at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will say though, I, I can sense first-time filmmaker. Yeah, with Steven. Yes, a couple of times in this thing, it's not a lot. You're right. Most of the time, it's over the shoulder, over the shoulder. Yeah, you know, blah blah blah. Two shots, one shot. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple of pulls and like you know, in in, in, in other shots where I'm like, uh, he's, you're trying, he's getting fancy. <laughs> yeah, you, you're the kid. You're the kid who just discovered a dollar, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. There are a few of those. Um, and we should point out this was this was before Columbus was before Duel. Mm-hmm. This was he had done like Amblin and some other shorts. And Marcus Welby, MD, and yeah. and that was it. That that was all he had done at this, this point. This probably, if anything, is like his second. If not, if you if you want to look at the at the IMDb page, this came out. This was done in 1969. Yeah. Uh, his first official released thing is this Marcus Welby, MD. Oh, that's true. So this was before that, probably. So if anything, this is actually the first thing. Yeah. He got paid to do that got some kind of release. Yeah. Think about well, it that. didn't because it was the unaired pilot. But something, but some version. Yeah. Someone watched it. Yes. Someone's out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it went to series. So. Yeah. yeah, but it's this is the first real paid gig. Yeah, for a real it's true for a big network. That's this is this is big. This is big, and this he's is... working with Joe Crawford for fuck's sure. sake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't. I'd be pissing in my pants if I had to work with someone like that big back on your then. first. Yeah, on your yeah. first go. Mm-hmm. It's big. Um. So she blackmails him. Yep. And he says. Fuck it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rolls over pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and she says, "I found a guy. My my attorney did worked a criminal case for him previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give him nine thousand dollars for the eyes, mm-hmm. and that's where we're introduced to this guy. Uh, my by, man, my man, Tom Bosley, Tom <laughs> ba- the boss, old Mister mm. Cunningham himself. Oh man, I was really happy to see his name. I'm like a- Tom Bosley. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a first name on Happy Days, or was he just Mr. Cunningham? Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's Mr. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no stranger, of course, to Twilight Zone stories like himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, his son Chuck mysteriously vanished in a, in a Twilight Zone-like twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but here he is <laughs> being sort of uh, shaken down on a, on a... What do you call those things? A spinny... Like, spinny kind of like a loan shark. Round? Oh, no, the thing that... Oh, the... Oh, the oh. Yeah, I'd actually those spinny, sp- spinny playground toy spinny, thing. Spinny round playground I played, situation. Man, I watch TV all day. I don't know. 
honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's I, it's weird. It's something so. It's a basic playground right. toy. You'd think between the two of us, one of us would know what the hell it's called. Nope. You know the thing? It's on the playground. It spins. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The thing. It's got rails. Yeah, yeah. It's a circle with yeah. rails. And I'm spins. sure if you're listening to you, if you, if someone's listening to us, hearing you describe it, they they're went, screaming. "Yeah, I know what that is." And they're screaming at us because we don't know the name of it. Oh, hoping like us, they go, "I don't know either." Fuck. Yeah. Either way. How, I mean, I don't okay. even know how to Google it. I don't know how to Google it. Playground <laughs> thing that Playground spins? Playground spinny job. Anyway, Tom Bosley's there. Um, his loan shark? Is that his loan shark? Is that yeah, that's, that's Yeah, that's I would assume. And here's a great thing. I love, actually, truth be told, I fucking love Tom Bosley in this episode. Oh, Tom Bosley is phenomenal. It's, it's, a, it's a side of him I've never seen before. It's just great. I, this is the thing while watching this episode. I had this thing where watching this thing where I'm kind of going like, Patton Oswald is like a young Tom Bosley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Okay, because I can see Patton plugged into this exact same role, and they would kind of perform it similarly. I think. Um, I've got three different names for this thing, by the way. Really? And okay, they're all just like, way too simple. That's why people don't care. Right. I just googled playground spinner, mm-hmm. and apparently that is one of the official names. <laughs> so just by guessing, I got it. Spinning wheel is a second name, mm-hmm. and then roundabout is what some people call it. I would think that gets confusing in the UK. Uh, sp- what was the other one? Spinning, spinning wheel. Well, it's kind of underwhelming. Right, that's insanely underwhelming. <laughs> uh, there's a picture of one here, though. But there's no rails. It's just a metal disc on the ground. It looks very dangerous. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> it looks like something you could step on accidentally and then just break your ankle. Like I, if like you could fling a child that way because there's no. Yeah. All right, whatever. Or, <laughs> this has been spinning wheel talk with Matt and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> with um, the boss. The boss. He owes the loan shark some money. Yeah, nine thousand dollars to be specific. Mm-hmm. And he has agreed to an operation which he doesn't know what it is at this point. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's bold. That's pretty bold. But yeah. you know what? If, if the uh, So is this loan shark going to kill him or just really I think he's going to kill him. him. Okay, yeah. I think he, he knows. And yeah. th- that's the implication. It's like, money, don't have it. Yeah. You're dead. <laughs> so whatever this operation is, it's better than being dead. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to, to meet with the doctor and, and the lawyer. Mm-hmm. She's got to sign some paperwork. Yeah. Uh, and then he lays it on real thick because <laughs> he finds out what the operation is yeah. finally it's like yeah. oh he's taking the eyes yeah oh uh, I've seen everything I've seen uh, two Mr. Boxing fights I don't know sports <laughs> especially not 60s sports so it's some 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 boxer yeah isn't that one guy Joe something Joe Frazier no well, that's a boxer I think but it's not, I don't think that's who he's talking about oh my about. god this is two nerds <laughs> trying to think about sports. <laughs> I remember it was a name that I recognized, so it must have been a super famous boxer. But oh man, let's just keep going. This is, this is game. I saw, I saw something with yeah. the Dodgers hitting yeah. two be- yeah. beans out of. Is that what you call a home run? <laughs> hitting two. You stop. Two, he talks. Two, <laughs> two beans out of out of Do- Dodger Time oh, Stadium oh, man. in Los Angeles C- or Brooklyn. Cut while you're ahead. Because I don't I don't know when they switched. <laughs> Woo. So yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> but it's a good. It's such a good performance from yeah. Tom Bosley. Yeah. It's like you feel like he lays it on because he starts. I guess he starts realizing, oh, this is what I gave up. Yeah. And just well, hey, you know, I mean, that's what I'm doing. That's what I've decided. Yeah. That's that's fine. And then that's fine. As he leaves, <laughs> reinforcing the blind people should kill themselves message of yeah. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you know what? I'm a gambling man. I like gambling. <laughs> I'll give you good odds that I'll kill myself tomorrow after the next day after this operation. Jeez. Oh, no, it's, I'll give you odds that I'll think about killing myself. And you know what? It's a good chance I'm going to do it, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, I guess it's a combination of not just that he's going to go blind. It's yeah. the fact that he even thinks, like, fuck, what's the point after that? Yeah. Like, even if I give the guy the money, then I'm blind, then I fucking suck. Yeah, you know? I'm still me. I'm still, still, still sad sack Tom Bosley. Yeah, wanted to gamble my life away. I think that's the thing too. I realize like you're you're if you're blind at a young age, that's yeah. obviously time to, to get develop and learn how yeah, to you become can become Daredevil. Yeah, you can Daredevil. He's a middle. He's like kind of a man. Is like middle age at least. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I can't imagine being blind that late and figuring out your life after that. So yeah. he's like, and he's such a sad sack yeah. of a person. That's why that line is like really sad when he yeah. says it. He's like. Oh man, you're gonna do it, aren't you? Cool. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Justin. Mm. You get in, you get you're deep in with some loan sharks. No, oh, okay. You owe some money. Mm-hmm. Joan Crawford comes up to you and says, "Hey, I'll, you, I'll I'll take care of this. Right. You gotta give me them eyes. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Fuck. It's your only way out. Right. Yeah. It's my only way out. But I have to blind myself, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if the if the loan shark gets to the people I care for, yeah. 
Yeah, this is me, not yeah. Tom Bosco. I, I think clearly he lives alone. Yeah. He has no one else. Yeah. That's why the option of killing himself is an option. Yeah. He hurts no one. Um, but I have people I give a shit about, so I would, yeah. You would do it. I'll do it just to ensure. What if you're, what if you're Tom Bosco? What if you're a man alone? Oh, man. Oof. dark <laughs> that's dark that's dark because like if i because if, if i kill myself it's like yeah. it's my call but i killed myself yeah. <laughs> you what about well, you or you could just let the loan shark take you but that's the thing but that's me waiting yeah. i'm waiting for the guy but whereas you, at least if i kill myself maybe... i know like i'm planning that moment that's gonna happen that's true how about you I'd do it in a heartbeat. You do it in a heartbeat. For either, either scenario. Either scenario. I'm, yeah. I'm saying take the eyes because I'm terrified of dying and I don't want that to happen. So <laughs> you can take my eyes. And I was thinking this, I think this is one situation. I'm, I would describe myself in general as a coward. But uh, <laughs> I do think this is one scenario where I would be more brave and stoic than Tom Bosley. Because, <laughs> you know, going on with life as a blind man, I, every, anytime I, I would think, man, this sucks, I would just have to think, you know what, though? I'm alive. So yeah. that's pretty great. True. So. <laughs> Yeah, do it. I'm I'm calling you out, Tom Buzz. <laughs> like you're a wuss. <laughs> uh, but he so he leaves. Mm-hmm. Doctor does the surgery. Yeah, we never see Tom Buzz again. No. So he's probably dead. Yeah. Um, it's definitely this is where the film gets the episode gets artsy. Yes. This is where Stephen again showing off. Yeah. He's got some. Well, you know what? Get some proof. Kind of works. It does. Yeah. It does actually. I'm gonna say he's showing off with, for good yeah. this time. Like this is kind of neat shot of like. It's kind of a superimposed shot of yeah. Tom's head and Joan Crawford's head. Joan's yeah. on the top. Oh, the afraid. weird eyebrow thing. Yeah. yeah, Joan's on the top, Tom's on the bottom. And this, to, of course, imply this yeah. is the, the eyes are being switched. Yeah. And it's trippy. It's interesting. But yeah. I'm like, that's kind of cool. This weird, like, kind of children's music plays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's fun, yeah. So then uh, she's sitting in the room with bandages on her eyes. Mm-hmm. Doctor's being like, all right, you fucking... <laughs> dickhead uh, remove him slow now that i've done this horrible thing that i didn't want to do remove him slow or you'll just blind yourself again immediately yeah and uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave and never see you again <laughs> fuck off <laughs> basically what he says here right so she she removes the bandages mm-hmm. a little slowly she's got she got all her statues in her apartment set up so that they'll be the first thing she sees right because she doesn't want to waste any time mm-hmm. uh looks up at the light mm-hmm. light goes out she says, oh, shit, right. I only got two seconds <laughs> instead of 11 hours. And she's pissed. Yeah. Uh, and then she's wandering through the dark, and here's where, we, again, it gets kind of artsy. Uh-huh. Where it's it's just pitch blackness, but we see her and only her. She's lighted, but mm-hmm. everything else, she's just in this kind of black void. Mm-hmm. And with her red dress on, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm not going to lie, it's very impressive. <laughs> yes, it looks very good. It's an impressive effect for the time, even. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how they did that. It's really clever, yeah. and this is the case where you can go. If you watch this, and this is the night, even if it was in the script, it's yeah. a basic idea of it. This is Spielberg, again showing off. But like you said, well, yeah, this is the case where if you look at that and you see that kid, and you go, whoa, Ooh, this whoa. is this case. Oh, Steve, <laughs> hey, quit, quit shining those shoes, Stevie. Uh, come, come do another episode. <laughs> really, sir? Yeah, you got a kiddo. There's yeah. a quarter. He yeah. bites it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, very impressive, yeah. very cool, and yeah, it's for a second, it's just like, oh, I guess this is what it's like yeah. to be blind. Yes. Until until we find <laughs> out that in fact she can see. Yeah. There's just a blackout. It's that's where it's kind of appropriately tw- Twilight Zoney. Yes. It's yeah. like it's a little it's like oh yeah, this is a Rod Sterling joint. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we find out how we find out is like the whole city is is going crazy. Yeah. And everyone's like running around, and there's like, one guy and, uh, is asking an officer on a horse, like, "What's going on here? Yeah. Blackout, whole city." <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool." Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice twist. It's a nice twist. Um, yeah. She passes out in her chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wakes up in the morning, sees the sun, and was like, "Oh shit, I can't see." <laughs> Gets and, you know thirty seconds of looking at the sun. Yeah. And then she's blind again. And it's funny because like if you're wondering. Why she couldn't just go out the building like everyone else? They established early in the movie, yeah. in the episode that like she kind of owns the whole fucking building. Yeah. So there's no one like if she's just seeing dark the whole building with no one to guide her. Yeah. She probably just gave up. Yeah. And went right back to her apartment again. Yeah. So she probably is blind, and, and since she's blind, she knows how to get to her apartment. Yes. Blindly. Yeah. The irony is not knowing if she just kept trying to go back downstairs, she would have found she would have found the door. Yeah. <laughs> she would have realized like, oh, well, okay, I can still see. 
Well, that's the whole state for being a quitter. It's okay for being a quitter and being a lazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Running theme in Rod Sterling's work is someone ironically losing eyesight at the end of the episode. <laughs> There's a little bit of it's not fair, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. But right when she's like, she's trying to soak in the lights, trying to soak in the sun and all yeah. the colors the sun gives. Um, and knowing that earlier, she kind of threw a, like something at the window. Yeah. That was just enough to crack the window and yeah. for her to get too sucked into. Whoops. Yeah, this is not, and this I will say clearly th- was a stunt that Joan Crawford could not do because it's shot in such a way where the fall doesn't quite work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where she's leaning super slowly and it's like, oh, any, anyone, if, if she was even 20 years older and a super old woman, she could have saved herself from that <laughs> fall. But, uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Um, and again, super artsy, and the glass yeah. is yeah, shattered everywhere, glass, and, and, it's, and that's the end. That's the end, yeah. and it's it's not half bad. It's not half bad. It's a very interesting first, as you say, like first paid, like actual working gig. Yeah, and a pretty solid yeah. story. It's a pretty yeah. solid like night yeah. gallery story. So yeah, no, yeah, it works. It works. Uh, let's talk about his other night gallery story, mm-hmm. which is called. Make me laugh. This actually aired. Yes, this one aired. <laughs> this was middle of the first season of Night Gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, also featuring Tom Bosley. Tom Bosley. <laughs> Him and Steve. They were bros back in the day. It was kind of cool. It's, I like the idea that Steve was like, can I get Tom again? Yeah. <laughs> in a very different role. Yes. Which is actually which is really cool. Yeah. And again, also different from oh. Mr. Cunningham. <laughs> yes. And very good. Here yeah. Too. It was very good here, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we start out, uh, Rod Sterling introduces it, of course. Mm-hmm. He says, check this out. It's a clown crying and he's trying to do the thing. Mm-hmm. That, how is that Rod Sterling impression? It's a... Uh, about as good as mine? <laughs> I think yours was a little better. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to uh, a comic on stage, mm-hmm. played by Godfrey something. I can't uh, Cambridge? Now. Godfrey Cambridge. Godfrey Cambridge. He's yeah. very good in this. He's very good in yeah. this. I've honestly I never actually, heard of him. I lo- yeah, I looked him up to be like, what else did this guy do? Because he's very good. It turns out he did some exploitation movies. Yeah. The day. yeah sad, I think he sadly passed away though, pretty early, though. 43, <sighs> as I recall, yeah. It's a shame. He's he's great in this. And I love. I'm, I'm actually this. really curious to watch some of his movies now. Absolutely, yeah. No, Godfrey. I'm sure if you're a big Black Exploitation fan, you probably have heard and know of Godfrey Godfrey Cambridge. Yeah. But uh, like, yeah. then by all means, tell me how. <laughs> tell me how. Give. Tell me. Tell us stuff about what to check out. I would love to see. Yeah, more he did a series because I because uh, Grave Digger Jones was his character. Who he did. A, he, there's a few Grave Digger Jones movies. Okay. Which. Uh, yeah, that's Cotton really cool. Comes to Harlem. That looks yeah. Ooh, got the look. Cotton Comes to Harlem. Uh, that, that looks like I have to see that one. Yeah, it looks pretty great, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but he's great. He plays a comic, and here's something I, I would say this is interesting about casting him in this role. Yeah, I could argue the writ- the script as written mm-hmm. that they probably imagined a white guy in that part. Yeah, like because like normally like he because he looks like he's kind of a lounge comedian. Yeah, and especially a '70s lounge comedian. Yeah, and I don't think most african-american comedians looked like that yeah kind of, so i think i think originally the role was clearly written for a white guy and then someone no let's use this guy God, he's this guy's great this guy's great yeah. <laughs> um so he's at a nightclub bombing bombing, bombing like a mother like I'm bombing of, like hiroshima I'm just, <laughs> it's dark i went there yeah yeah <laughs> That's how bad he's doing. Though. Yeah, I will say I kind of like some of his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> They're great, real old stick stuff. How do you make a Venetian blind? Poke him in the eye. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by. Yeah, that's a great one. It's classic. Um, he's got his weird. What was his weird long joke that didn't really have a punchline? It was before the Venetian oh blind. Oh my god, one? I don't even remember. Oh, it's it was that, good it, though. It's it's no one cares. You know, he's yeah. sweating like buckets. Yeah, sweat not doing what not good. doing well. Yeah, and goes backstage. His we find out his manager, played Tom by Tom Bosley. Bosley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he can the look on 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 the manager's eyes is just this whole we've done this a million times, yeah. and like I just it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And 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 just Godfrey's character, I forgot his name. Shit. Uh, uh, skip, skip Jackie, Jackie Slater. Slater. That's right. I wrote it down here actually because there's a bit about his name later. Yeah. Which uh, is J- a lot of fun. Jackie Slater's trying. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's trying, man. He's giving it his all. Uh, uh, nightclub manager comes in, goes, "Sorry, guys." Played by uh, Grandpa Munster. <gasps> I 
that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, no. What are you looking so fucking familiar? Yeah. <laughs> he's not in the makeup. He's not in the makeup, but I'm something about him. Yep. That's cool. All right. Um, so he's fired. Yeah, he's fired. And then he spends like a, he has a good little monologue here complaining, <laughs> which I just want people. I just want people just to wanna, laugh. I just want to make them laugh. I just want to make them laugh. And it's one of a, there's a few moments here where it's, it's, uh, interesting choice by Spielberg. He's talking directly to the camera basically yeah. for a lot of this, yeah. which I think really works out. It's kind of, I would say this is, again, this is, so this was 71, this episode. Mm-hmm. So this would be, this was the same year he did Columbo. This right. was, he's done Marcus Welby LB. LB. <laughs> he's done you know a couple some other TV work it looks like so he's kind of learned and i think this is kind of him being like you know what sometimes like if you have a great actor let him let him do the work let him fill the screen yeah and i think it really pays off here yeah exactly no I and mean, just that's why you know like godfrey's just you just absorb godfrey's performance yeah it's, it's really good yeah um then it's the the bar scene uh, I believe so. He's in the bar. He's playing pinball, trying to mm-hmm. warm his heart, I guess. <laughs> uh, he gets a call. He, he's just been talking about how, how he, he values how loyal his agent is, mm-hmm. only to find out that he's he's gone off to Philadelphia with a steel guitar band <laughs> uh, to help rep them. <laughs> so he's he's alone in the city. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no prospects, no gigs. Can't make anyone laugh. Man was listening to all this, though. Yeah. A um, man who identifies himself as a guru. And to which I man, and me, the man sitting is going, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, indeed. <laughs> not, not so much for, for, for Jackie Slater's situation, <laughs> yeah. but for the way this guru's portrayed. <laughs> so he's a white dude. White dude in a turban. In a turban, clearly, paint, you know, with some brown makeup on. <laughs> And he's got kind of a an accent. Well, here's the th- I kind of an accent. I, I don't know. I didn't find it offensive because it it wasn't clear to me that he was doing an accent. It's it's, it's, just, it's still sound, it's here's the thing. Yeah. The, the accent he's I he just sounds like an old Jewish guy. Like he's, yeah, he's kind of doing so, that yeah. voice. And that's why it's still questionable. That's yeah. why it's still not very good. It's I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like it's so poorly done. Yeah, it's hard to identify as racist. <laughs> where it's like you lucked out on that, buddy. Escape it by being like, I don't, I don't know what this is. <laughs> um, questionable. But it's, you definitely, I mean, a for effort. If we're rating the racism here, because it, def- <laughs> it definitely feels like an effort to be racist is made. <laughs> right. Um. So he's, he's also identifies himself as a guru. You said no. Well, a guru. A guru. <laughs> he repeatedly it. says guru. I am a guru. <laughs> and as a guru, I need to do this thing. <laughs> Very convenient yeah. that the guru yes. needs a. He says, "I need to perform a miracle." I'm playing you right now. <laughs> I need to perform a miracle before midnight, or I lose my guru powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about. Sorry, I was distracted because I was thinking about Eddie Murphy and coming to America when he plays the old <laughs> Jewish guy. And listen, he's very funny as the old Jewish guy in coming to america right but i feel like as a nation we shouldn't have been so approving of that because i i watched five minutes of norbit on tv uh, recently uh-huh. a film that i've never seen yeah have you seen it i've never seen norbit i didn't know that in norbit one of eddie murphy's characters is an old chinese guy and let me tell you that comes off about as well as you'd expect <laughs> for two when was norbit 2008 2008 eddie murphy playing an old chinese guy it's pretty bad and I feel like we let him we let him get away with playing an old Jewish guy, <laughs> and then look what happened. Sorry, this is a little Eddie Murphy. Got, <laughs> got, got Eddie Murphy slamming Eddie but. Murphy minute. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Because this guru is not guru. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, uh, fuck side. I did not know that. That's awful. <laughs> Damn it! I I knew. Norbert was bad news bears when I saw the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this guru. <laughs> he, I do actually. There's a little twist here that I kind of like, which mm-hmm. is this, so he he says I can grant you a miracle, but I got to warn you, I kind of have a rep among gurus, <laughs> which is that uh, sometimes my miracles have small imperfections. He calls yeah. them right, which is he then explains like that's ironic twist. They have ironic twist, which is that's like a you know a staple of the wish granting story. Right, and here it's explained why it's not that it's it's just it's not that the genies are dicks or gurus are dicks. Mm. It's that he's just not very good at his job, <laughs> so he kind of can't quite get it right. Yeah, which that's, I, that's really interesting, and I really like that. Which actually adds a little color to the idea of like him. Like it seems like 
he's always he's always on the watch when he's on the clock. Yeah. So that's yeah. why he's always worried of like, oh, okay, if I don't, well, if I don't do a miracle now, yeah, yeah. and I know yeah. I suck at it, but I gotta, uh, I gotta do it, or I'm fired. I, I can make you make people laugh, but yeah. uh, it's gonna come with a price. That's like, I do like the fact that he's kind of like, just I want you to know, Jackie, yeah. if you, I, 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 yes, I need this. I need this, but full disclosure, <laughs> this is everything I've done before, and it's not worked out yeah for and these he gives guys. some examples there's uh a wrestler in tampa who wanted to go to tibet mm-hmm. he woke up on the uh, top of the uh, eiffel tower no <laughs> mount mount everest is what yeah. i meant to say and they had to take him off yeah with ice he, tongs he's <laughs> frozen dead <laughs> yes jackie yeah. he's dead <laughs> and jackie's like i don't care i want to <laughs> make him laugh <laughs> um so the guru was like okay <laughs> was like, all right you got it it's done yeah, it's done what's and- done What's done? What's done? He says, what's done? (laughs) (laughs) And that's when, this is kind of where I could see the writing in the wall when I went, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Because it's like, the fact he's laughing at a thing that Jackie said, and Jackie's loving it, no, Jackie, you're not going to like that. It's not going to be cool forever. (laughs) Um, I actually wasn't sure where the rules work on that, might I add, at first. Yeah, because Tom Bosley didn't laugh at everything he says. Yeah, so I first assumed it was just, he said everything. Everything he comes out of his mouth is funny. Yeah. And that's why at first, because I saw all these notes on his mirror. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go to the fact that now he's famous. Yes. Oh, he's, ooh, people love him in Vegas. He's playing the Sands. He's playing another casino that's probably gone. Yes. <laughs> he's playing Caesar Pal- Caesar's Palace, et cetera. Yeah. And now, you know, Bosley, oh, look who comes crawling back, Bosley. Yeah. The, the steel guitar band didn't work out. Yeah. Um, he's waiting for him. And then comes, you know, Jackie. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, hell of a show, Jackie. Look, hey, look I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I saw a bunch of notes on Jackie's mirror, and I assumed at first, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. What if he actually can't say anything? Because he knows that even if he says anything. Oh, so you think he's, the notes are his way of communicating. Commu- until I realize, oh, wait, he's just talking to Tom Bosley. Yeah, it's fine. fine. So <laughs> yeah. like, I'm a little confused. Yeah, it kind of falls apart there. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how it works. Unless it means he's when he's performing. Yeah, I guess. But that, he wasn't performing when he said what's done. Yeah, right. It doesn't. It doesn't quite work. It's a little hiccup. Yeah, I don't but. think. And I don't think Serling wrote this episode. So yeah, and I think this is a. I think this is an episode that really works on the strength of uh of Godfrey God Chamberlain's performance. Yeah, and also I think it, it even like up to the Guru as, <laughs> as 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 bad as parts of that were. I do like that's a really interesting premise that he's just the shitty genie. Yeah, but the shitty it, genie who's telling the guy I'm a shitty genie. Yeah, <laughs> but then it, 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 it kind of falls apart after that. Yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, so he t- he says, you know, I'm I'm unhappy. You know what I did when I was on, not at Sullivan. He was on some TV show. Yeah. He's like, you know what I did? I had him laughing so hard. I went on stage. I took off my hat, finished the act, put my hat back on, and walked off. And they all lost it. Yeah. He's just upset. Again, great performance from Guy over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we get another kind of straight to the camera sad sack monologue. Yeah. A lot of sad sacks in these episodes. <laughs> um, and then he, he but he's he's gotten a, a call from from a producer. Mm-hmm. He wants to audition for a dramatic role yeah. on Broadway, mm-hmm. which I love. The, as he's going through his name, he's like, "No more ja- what's it, Jackie? What was Slater. the last name? Slater? No more Jackie Slater. It's gonna be Jack Slater. No, John. No, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really fun little moment. It's a fun little moment, but it it does show you like Jack. It, Jackie's kind of in the end. It is weird. Like Jackie kind of did this to himself. Yeah, and like because here's the thing. Because Bosley's character is going, you're making them laugh, though. Isn't that exactly what you wanted? Yeah. And the artist part of Jackie's head's like, there's no effort. Yeah. I, I wanted to earn it. I want to earn it. And went, you asked for this. Yeah. This is literally you what asked for it to You asked to magically be granted the, uh, this ability. That is the opposite of earning it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he goes to the audition. Mm-hmm. He tries to get through it, but they, they're, they're all laughing. Yeah. Um, this guy's the clown. He's funny. And here's where it's interesting, because earlier in the episode, he, he does his monologue where he talks about... You know, as a kid, I, I was pushed. Oh, yeah, off the docks. I was off the docks, and then, you know, oh, the kids laughed, and I figured if that's the only way I can survive, I can, I'll do that. And what I kind of find fascinating about that is that, yeah, what's kind of, what I'll say was kind of nice about the writing in this is that, like, when he's there being laughed, he realizes what he fucked up on The Wish. Yes. Is that he's forever being laughed at, like, his, like how he's been at the docks. Yes. He, wasn't, he didn't earn that laugh at the docks. Yeah. Um, that's how the laughter is. And he hits, it hits him then. Mel was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But 
Lucky uh, question mark for him. The guru is watching this edition as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you do? Like, day-to-day guru. Do you just <laughs> I guess he's like, maybe he's at the end of another month, and he's like, you know what? I bet I can squeeze another miracle on this guy. <laughs> oh, I can't do more than one miracle per guy. Yeah, I, bullshit. Don't worry, I can't. I got this. <laughs> I got this. So he goes, Jackie says, I don't want to make. I don't want to ever make anyone laugh again. Mm-hmm. And Guru's like, man, that's a tough. Way. That's, that's <laughs> you're setting yourself up for some ironic disappointment there. But here, here, I'll do it. <laughs> and then he said, he says, it's done. Uh, he says, okay, I want, I want to test it. And he says, hey, 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 miss, to a lady across the street. Yeah, starts across the street, hit by a cab. Yeah, and now he's dead. And the woman, tears in her eyes. Yes, tears. And yep, there, there's the Guru going. Well, well <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's showbiz? And yeah. he just walks off eating yeah. apple or something? I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it falls apart towards the end. But yeah. I, overall, I'd say a pretty solid episode. Here. Pretty solid episode. Eyes is definitely my favorite yeah. of the two. Eyes is my favorite with a caveat that Godfrey is my favorite performance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, like Night Gallery, this guy, you know, funny enough, like, yeah, like Eyes is very showy for, yeah. for Spielberg. Yes. But in a good way. Whereas, yeah. make me laugh, actually, yeah, like, you're right, Spielberg is, the, this is a performance Wait, episode for, I, for Godfrey. Yeah, I, this is where I need to tone it down. Yeah, and I I, I, approve, I applaud him from doing that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Now, so. let's move on to something we don't applaud of. <laughs> <laughs> the year was 1983, I think. Yes. Is that correct? The year, the year of my birth. Yeah. <laughs> so you were born under a bad sign, I would say. I'm sorry. Uh, it was like this and Return of the Jedi. So I'll take Return of the Jedi. Sure, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's focus on the positive. Um, uh, Twilight's on the movie. Mm-hmm. was about to come out. Already famous for having killed Vic Morrow and some Vietnamese extras. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and, and John Landis' kind of arrogance and that. Yep. Um. Uh, this is not John Landis' podcast, but let's say John probably that kind of cl- colored Landis' career for a while. Um, yeah, what did he do after this? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I forgot. So I, I, I actually, I we're, we're pretty much only going to talk about Spielberg's. Kick Cans, um, yeah, yeah Spielberg's segment. Um, but I have you seen the rest of the movie? I have seen the rest of the movie. Yeah. I have not. Okay. Uh, how are the other segments? I will say the John Landis segment is is fine. It's okay. It's, yeah. it's kind of on the nose. Um, uh, Joe Dante, I will say this, Joe Dante segment and George Miller of, of Mad Max fame segment. Of Happy Feet fame. And, and Happy Feet fame, correct. <laughs> uh, are pretty great. Specifically George Miller's. Okay. I, I love George Miller's segment. It's, it's, that one's, he does Terror 20,000 Feet, right? Yeah, with, with Lithgow. With Lithgow. Which, is a, which they made an awesome reference to in Third Rock from the Sun when Shatner showed up. Oh, yeah. There's a bit where they, he's, they're picking up Shatner. He's the big brain. Yeah. And Shatner's like, from the airport, might I add. And Shatner's like, I was having a hard time with like, I don't know. Was just, there was something on the wing. <laughs> and then Lithgow's like, I saw it too. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um... Looks like after this, Landis did a thriller right after this. So okay, it's a, that's a decent like bounce back. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, Spies Like Us yes. was, was hey, the movie that I've heard of. I love Three Amigos. <laughs> I, like Spy, I think Spies Like Us is an underrated film. You know what? Believe it or not, I haven't seen that one. It's not bad. Is that the one where it's, uh, what's it dicks for? <laughs> 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 anyway. And Coming to America, which we discussed. That's earlier. true. There yeah. we go. Um, uh, but we're not here to talk about John Landis' segment. We're here to talk about Steven Spielberg's segment. So... If you don't know about the Twilight Zone movie, the Twilight Zone movie are are basically remakes, redos of old episodes. Yeah. Uh, I did watch the prologue here, mm. which I actually really enjoyed. The with the with Albert Brooks and uh, Dan and Dan Aykroyd. Although the ending is dumb, and that's not what the Twilight Zone is. Yeah, no, I, yeah, agreed. It's really fun right up until that ending. Yeah, the ending is not Twilight Zone. No, but it's it's a fun bit. It's and this is actually, like thriller. It's kind of in that B horror tradition. Yeah, <laughs> but and that's kind of where you, that's where here's the thing, right? This is you can even argue that's why. This movie as a whole yeah. kind of works, but doesn't work. Yeah. Like, they sort of get some people, like, the irony is the guys who pushed this project, Landis and Spielberg, yeah. honestly, in my opinion, don't get Twilight Zone <laughs> as well as Miller and, La- and Dante. Yeah. Um, and that opening sequence directed by Landis is a clear point of how he doesn't really quite get Twilight Zone the yeah. way Dante Miller did. Yeah. Um, because you're right. It's like, it's kind of a fun scene. And it's like, this feels like two dudes talking. Yes. You know, it's a really good and performance. It's, you know, Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd when Dan Aykroyd was still in his prime. So yeah, like, of course that's fun. Yeah, exactly. And I love Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd, yeah, especially there. And it's like, oh yeah, I played a version of this game. Sure. It's kind of fun, but yeah. Then you're right. The weird monster thing at the end. I went, oh, eh. yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. Um, 
I will say they, they referenced two episodes of the Twilight Zone in their conversation. Sterling so, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have. I was trying to. Did you ever figure out why they couldn't do Rod Sterling episodes? Do you uh, Do you know why, or no, ever looked it up? I don't know why. Um, it's like, there's very little making up information about this movie. Maybe because of the fact that the big moral death kind yeah. of overshadows oversh- all other aspects of the making of. Yeah, but uh, we are here to talk about Kick the Can. Yeah. But I will say, just a quick shout-out to my mm-hmm. other podcast. I do appreciate that one of the Twilight Zone episodes they reference is the mm-hmm. one with the stopwatch that pauses time. Yes. Which stars uh, the great Richard Erdman, mm-hmm. who plays Leonard on Community, the namesake for my <gasps> oh, other hey, podcast, hey. Shut Up Leonard. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, they reference Burgess Meredith quite a bit because yeah. Burgess – it's also appropriate that Burgess takes over the role of Rod yes. as the narrator. Yes. Um, but now let's talk about Kick the Can. Mm. What a saccharine piece of shit that is. Have you seen the original – no. I actually decided to do it. Okay. I've never done it. It hit me yesterday. I, yeah. I was like, I've never seen the Twilight Zone version of it. Yes. So I watched the Twilight Zone version of it. And then I watched the, the Unspielberg version of it yeah. afterwards. Um, first off, I want people because I, I hate. Mm-hmm. I, Justin Kizan, yeah. hate <laughs> Kick the Can yes. in the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> Fucking. It's garbage. Garbage. It's <laughs> Soaked in sugar water <laughs> yeah. and honey, yeah. and it's fucking oh my god! Everything pretty, about it—it's just pretty, pretty oh. bad. So when I watched the original, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you watch it. Okay, because I see where it's good. Yeah, the idea. Here's the thing: the structure of the story is completely different. Yeah, one of the, and I can see the prop. Here's where I can see. the original story. You want to spoil how the original one ended? Yeah. All right. The original one ended, ended with them becoming children. Wow, that's smarter than what happens in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like no, there's this, there, you know, the two characters in the main character's guy whose son, much like in this one, there's a, a guy whose son tells him, "No, dad, I don't want to." I'm, 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 in this case, it's more dramatic because the idea, the father, the, the father thought he was going home. Yeah. And the son's here to pick him up, and the son's here. To go, no, dad, I'm here to talk to you about the idea of going home, but I'm not sure if we're going to do it. Yeah. So he comes home sad, and he's like, "Okay." And this basically, this main character snaps. Yeah. And so the whole the whole episode's him in the original Twilight Zone episode. He, it's him. So he's the main character in the original one as well. Yeah, which is not quite the case in the movie. No, it's not. Which is a really weird, dumb move. The kids, you no, know, he's watching the kids play kick the can, and he's kind of inspired by the kick the can game. And it's a little more obviously it's something that was a little more recent for him because it's yeah. you know whatever. So kick the can, and so he's talking to his fellow his fellow members of the retirement home, and he has a buddy who's the no, we're old people. Yeah. See, there's the switch. Yeah. We're old people. This is what we do. We're old, and the rest of the folks, it's. Wonderful performances from everybody. It's yeah. just the right amount of sentimentality. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to do this. When I was a kid, I used to do this. And it was this, but it's a bit of desperation from the main character. He's, he's, he's acting like a child, and everyone's in the, in the retirement home's going, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you think he's going crazy, and, and then you feel concerned because they're talking about maybe sending him to a hospital or sending him to this. So you're thinking, oh, no, this guy's going to – until one day. And the episode ends with him convincing the rest of the people that have retirement home, let's come on, let's play kick the can. Yeah. And then you hear – you know, much like in this stuff, you hear the kid – you hear him as being adults, and you slowly hear him turn to kids. And the guy who's the old man starts – looks outside, and he sees this one kid counting and turns around. And he's like – because the main character is Charlie. And he's like, Charlie, is that you? And he's looking at him like blankly. He's like, Charlie, it's me. Charlie, Charlie, take me with you. Charlie, take me with you. I'm sorry. Charlie, take me with you. All right, guys. Come there. Ollie, 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 for you. No, Charlie, take me with you. And it's this really perfect Twilight Zone ending. Yeah. So I feel like what hmm. happened, what Spielberg did is Spielberg went, I like the idea of them turning into kids. Yeah. Let's what? do a show about that. <laughs> no, as you can tell, I, you know what no character I didn't say was in this movie? Yeah. Mr. Bloom. Mr. Bloom, played by Scatman Crothers. Who I like quite a bit. I he's like not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like Scatman Crothers too. Like him in The Shining a whole lot. Oh yeah, but I feel part of the the sugar saccharine is from the character of Mister Bloom. Oh, for sure, it's absolutely, one hundred percent. It drives me. It just eye rolling. Well, he is cheesy. It's so cheesy. He's a classic. Like here's a room full of white people and a magic black man yep. is gonna come in and save them. Yep. There's there's that element to it. Mm-hmm. There's. 
the version of old people that exist in this movie don't exist in real life where it's yep. like marbles now marbles that was a game <laughs> it's just like it's just so far removed from anything like a real person when you watch the when you watch twilight zone episode yeah. they feel more like real people exactly <laughs> yeah, that's, i think that's one thing that twilight zone did really well mm-hmm. that this segment of the film does not no it's 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 also you can see when watch the other four it sticks out because it feels wrong yeah it doesn't feel like a Twilight Zone thing. It no. feels like this bizarre, like, super sentimental, cheesy bullshit yeah. that doesn't fit in any other thing in this movie, you yeah. know? Um, God, I don't even want to go into detail on this one. But yeah, the idea is like, oh, look, let's, it'll be great. The kids can act like adult kids. It's like, so you have a girl that talks like this, yeah. and yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, you have a the Australian guy british guy he wants to be Douglas fairbanks is the point and he's basically shirtless with a cape but his hair is still gray and the kid has an awful accent yeah like ah fatty steal my steel what did Douglas what what kind of accent accent did Douglas fairbanks have not much (laughs) can we chalk that up to the kid doing a bad impression of Douglas fairbanks that's giving him a no prize. <laughs> but if you want to, be my guest. I'm trying. I'm trying. I know I'm you are. To, I'm trying to meet him halfway. Yeah, sure. Um, I can see where he thought this is a neat idea because the episode ends that way. Yeah. So he's like, oh, let's explore it. To which I go, but then this is you. I have a theory too. Well, all the kids turn into oldies again. Yeah. Except for Douglas Fairbanks, who takes off out the window. Which kind of continues the Spielberg's fascination with, with Peter Pan. Yeah. Like, this is the case where he, the kid, I can imagine, he's like, Peter Pan! Yeah. Which, mm-hmm, I don't know what you're doing no, here, Steven. Not really. <laughs> and then they, they do a version of the scene at Twilight Zone yeah. in the show where the old man goes like, take me with you, take me with you. Yeah. Oh, you can't, Leo, you're old. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> um, <sighs> fuck. I yeah. hate this thing so like, much. So the kid, they're kids now. And then they realize they want to be old again because it's because that's life. I... <laughs> one of one... <laughs> I mean, really one of their yeah no no <laughs> like one of them her wedding ring falls off and she's like and oh my wedding ring fell off. I don't know what her fucking problem is <laughs> because her husband is dead already yeah and she's like but I won't have married my Joe if I if I have this life but you're. You have just as much Mary Joe as now as you did. That. I don't know what you're complaining about. I, I, he didn't take you back in the past and then change your future. Yeah, I don't know. he didn't. What? Like you didn't, This is not a time travel situation. Oh, uh, fucking, God, fucking hell! What other notes do I have? My thing. Here's my theory on this. Because it, it comes from the ET documentary. Um, oh, here's a really dumb thing. Can I just? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So Scatman Crush wants to keep the can. So he takes out his special can, <laughs> like it's like a cool like 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 that's the deluxe can for kicking. <laughs> Sorry, go, what happened on the ET best stuff? And to be ET behind the scenes stuff, it's something that he talked about. The lesson he learned from ET was yeah. that I thought it was pretty good at at doing kind of big, you know, at the the, the, the fun event, the fun blockbuster movies. What ET proved that I guess people think I'm good at telling emotional stories. To which you go, oh, so here's my theory: you took that segment, yeah. that thought. That lesson that you thought you were pretty good at, and then when you decided to do Twilight Zone, you figured, oh, I'm just gonna use, I'll use only that. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, in, I'll just use only that skill, yes. and that'll be great. To which I go, oh yeah, but you overdid it. Yeah, he came crashing down hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yes, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Steve, scale back because that's <laughs> pull it back, buddy. <laughs> pull it back a lot because that's my theory on this. I feel like, oh, that's what I'll do here. And I'm like, too much. No, 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 Stevie. And I, I like Scat Van Crothers overall, but I feel he's so poorly utilized here. Poorly used. He's kind of, yeah, he's just too much. Yeah. It's like, I like even the deliveries of like, I love playing kick the can. Yeah. He really, <laughs> he really leans into those words. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's funny. Cause you mentioned like, the magical, uh, magical black guy where I, I applaud them for the casting of Godfrey yeah. in the role but here yeah. it's like yeah this is almost stereotypical yeah. it's pretty almost <laughs> Let's be yeah, I was being kind <laughs> yeah. it's stereotypical yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you want to mm. uh, I, think, I think that's it you ever go to Scatman Crowley's grave no it's at, that? it's at the forest lawn right by the Warren Brothers lot. Mm. One time mm. we got I got to a Conan table earlier, so we were killing time. I was like, let's go to the graveyard, you I were, guess. Okay. And then we just happened upon Scatman Crowley's grave. I paid huh. my respects. It That's was cool. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, you did the segment. <laughs> 
Yeah. I loved you. I loved Hong Kong Fui. Yeah, 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 man. You're great in Hong Kong Fui. Great in The Shining. Great in The Shining. Sorry about kick the cam, bro. <laughs> um, it's weird because, like, in directing wise, that's so much I can say. It's in the fact that, like, it's just saturation over saturation of of too much nostalgia. And even it's even like there's like a soft focus at points. Yeah, like, uh, I I checked to see if John Williams did, did the he? music for Spielberg's segment. Did it's he? it's Jerry Goldsmith doing John Williams. That's weird. Yeah. Stick to stick to TNG, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was kick the cake. Plugs? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we'll be back. Well, should we say what we'll be back doing next week, month? Yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, next month, tune in for uh, uh, another biggie. Mm-hmm. Temple of Doom? Yeah. Temple of Kali Ma. Kali Ma. <laughs> Kali Ma. <laughs> Hashtag Kali Ma. <laughs> So we'll be back with that. You want to talk about racist stereotypes, boy. <laughs> we'll get into that next we'll get, month. We will. We will. Especially, with the guru, was the guru asked to come back for <laughs> the guru, I don't, Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, <laughs> you might as well. That's like a real, we'll talk about it next time. We'll month. talk about it next yeah. time. Yeah, that's next one. Um, so plugs, like I said. Okay. I, I am on Twitter, mm-hmm. at Justin Kizan. Yeah. Um, I write for a course, agentsofguard.com. And uh, what's that? I said, great website. Thank you. As well, and you should know you write on it. You're sure. very good stuff. And um, I recently did a couple another episode of the podcast Super Geek Supreme, where nice. I uh, I was uh, there as the end boss for Fantastic Four. Nice. Talked about my Fantastic Four fandom. Gave him some Fantastic Four trivia. Um, I actually, I'll give you one of the questions right now, real quick. Okay. Here we um, go. The game is a game called I call Corman Story Trank, okay. and I give you the segment. Okay. You, you tell me which part is this, which from which, which movie? movie is this from? Yep. Okay. All right. I've seen only one of these films. It's fair, but this, I've this? seen Rise of the Silver Surfer, but I have not seen the first of we'll, those fantastic We'll see what go with this. Okay. All right. The henchmen mm-hmm. wore green hoodies and sunglasses. The only answer I'm going to allow is Corman, Story, or Trank. <laughs> Well, it's not Trank. Because <laughs> I saw that film last night and it was not in there. I, I tell you, depending on depending on what these hoodies and, and sunglasses look like, I can, I can see this going Corman or it's a story. Hard answer now. <sighs> story. Corman. Damn it! <laughs> Dr. Doom's henchmen in the 1994 film wore, wore green hoodies and, and sunglasses. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the questions and many more questions like that on that episode of Super Geek Supreme. That I'm on. Matt? <laughs> uh, go to BenMewNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. Shows like Benson's Boombox, Matt and Bruno's Wrestling Show, Popsicles, uh, Shut Up Leonard, where I talk about community with Andrew Lindy, who you remember from the April Fool's prank episode of this year. And Pick Your Path, which is a True Journal Adventure style podcast. It's got chapters like an audiobook, so you, it's a scripted story where you decide the direction in which it goes. The latest episode was written by me. And it's called Trapped on Channel 2. You play a young Canadian teenager who gets sucked into the television and has to find your way out. It's a lot of of fun. Uh, (laughs) Check that out on BenViewNetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show on Twitter at BenOnSteve. And you can write us an email. At BenViewOnSpielberg at gmail.com. Let me just check there to see if we... This is an on-air mailbag to see if anyone emailed us, because sometimes they do. But this time, they did not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you you can email us there if you have any questions, concerns, comments. Um, Shout out to the guy on Twitter who thought we were being too PC with our Raiders episode. Get get a get a wait till you hear our Temple of Doom episode. Wait wait wait! wait. Somebody we thought we were too PC talking about Marion being a damsel in distress. Uh, So I you know I respect all 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 people's opinions. I I I don't want to just you know obviously we disagree with them, but uh, I I would like to engage and try to make our case. Mm -hmm. But I will say I've got a feeling you're not going to enjoy our Temple of Doom episode (laughs) if if you thought we were too PC on Raiders. Oh wait. Uh, Wait, sir. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody. Everybody. Am I? Am I? What's wrong with millennials? In, in that I say things like "shout out to everybody." Uh, uh, hash, if, you, if you started by saying hashtag shout out, <laughs> then okay. to everybody. Uh, so yeah, get, get, check that out next month. Uh, we'll, we'll see you then. All right. Yonder come Rose. Bow, 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 bow.
think your tape, uh, Oh, Jesus. Got eaten. Jesus, that was good. Yeah, they're great, Creedence. This thing's brand new. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.